This is Bleed TV, the only podcast today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach. And I'm Jake. Uh, we're down cash tonight. Had something pop up, and we're a day behind. We apologize. Had some personal stuff come out. Uh, was unavoidable, but we want to get these guys out for you. Um, tonight is Mayans, MC. This was the sixth episode uh, with the title of Gato Miss Mice. 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 In my S, um, which I know the God I represented the cat, which was, I will say, less CG. Not CG. There was technically one scene where it was a CG cat, but it was so quick and you wouldn't even recognize it. Well, it ain't got shit on how terrible one CG part of this was. So. <laughs> we'll Stop. get there. <laughs> yeah. We'll get there. But the cat stuff was the best animal yet so far of all of them. I'll go that route. Yes, just because <laughs> it was a real cat most of the time. It was real. <laughs> uh, well, Cash gave us a thought, and I'll tell him like that. But what, what was your opinion of the episode of this one? Uh, mostly okay. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't have a lot of uh, big troubles with this. My, I think my favorite stuff is the double crossing. Yeah, like this episode actually showed that Adelita has got some good skills. Other than just you know having a kill squad of kids... We actually got some things. Um, I like that we get to, to unravel the turn. I like that she set the Miguel up. I like that all these things are in place. And which, don't get me wrong, I was fully expecting something because it was just a little too easy, but I think they did really good the way they set it up. Uh, I thought the episode was solid. To me, it was an improvement. Um, a couple little things that I'm like, okay, you really didn't think that through to make this a uh, finish or, you know, like you said, there's a CG part. It's like, Oh my God. But the rest of that, I thought the episode was real strong. Yeah. Mo- I mean, like I said, most of the stuff, very little, uh, issue with, um, uh, I, like you said, I love the Adelita double crossing part. I think that was extremely well done. Um, some of the stuff with Coco and her daughter, I'm a little eh on, and then the stuff with Pop and uh, yeah, the that, federal agent. That's that stuff is good. I mean, like it's, we always keep saying, anytime it pops on the screen, it, it's usually a pretty good scene. Um, there was a, a couple of things I didn't understand at the very end of it, but yeah, well, I, needless to say, I was somewhat confused during most of the conversation between the two. If you want to go ahead and just dive into, let's pops just knock the scene out. Yeah, we'll yeah, like to me, I get, the DEA guy shows up. He's sitting on the porch. He's drunk. He's drinking. Pops accepts him into the house. They start talking, reminiscing over pictures. He lets him know things. You learn that you know that he, that he had a a woman that he loved with his firstborn. Did not confirm that was Angel. Now the DEA guy said that was Angel, but Pops did not confirm that because there is a theory going around that Angel is not Pops. His kid, there, you know, there's that going on. I don't think there's enough information to say yay or nay, but this didn't cinch the deal per se. Yeah, and he does um, say our first son, so who knows? Yeah, you I know, mean, it's a little vague. I'm, I'm just highlighting that there's a lot of people saying one thing to another. Um, what I'll say is, all this stuff was was good to me. Like, I, I like the dialogue it, was good, but it didn't move the needle at all. No, it's, <laughs> it, honestly, it was just kind of to set up that this federal agent's having issues with his job. Like he's, he's not agreeing with the tactics that his sack officer is telling him to do. Correct. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, so we're seeing this guy has even more heart than we originally thought. Well, the reality of it is they're both in the same hard predicament. Both in the same position. He pops is in the same position. He's mm-hmm. going to do whatever he's got to do to protect his family. DA has got to do what he's got to do to protect his job and get things done. But he also has a conscience. And everything else. So, I mean, it's like, what do you do? What do you do? You know? And so, I like their dynamic. The guy who plays DEA, he improved a lot for me when it came to me having this full dialogue, showing yeah, things. I agree. So, these two worked very well. Um, now, I did think it was very strange that he ends up staying with him the whole day, passes out on the couch and puts a damn blanket on him. You know, to me, I was like, okay, that's a little much. I just think it's dangerous. Well, yeah. To me... You staying there with him and to get seen, that's into your job. That's into your career, the whole nine yards. Well, not to mention it's the end of the deal because Pops is going to get murdered um, and Easy's going to get murdered and Angel's going to get murdered because they're they're rats. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Well, these are going to be presumed It's dangerous rats. for both. Um, what was weird to me was him sitting on the front porch with that shotgun. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I guess, you know, in the past episodes, we've seen him always looking over his shoulder, checking for people, tailing him, different things like that. I guess that's just supposed to be a scene because, you know, they had that montage of everybody sitting there and thinking about life, and that was just another one. Just have him sit on the porch. There was no reason for him to have the double barrel. 
I guess that's his cuddle buddy. I, I just don't understand. <laughs> um, I didn't understand it. I, I really just didn't understand that part. I mean, I just whatever. Okay. It sticks out. It was a decision made. Fine, whatever. I just didn't understand it at all. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear you there. I hear you. Um, let's knock out Coco stuff. Okay. Let's knock out Coco. All right. Coco. This is the biggest episode of Coco so far, by far. We get a lot of good dialogue. He's carrying the scene. Did you notice how bad his nose is broken? This episode like highlighted that his nose literally has a forty-five degree angle, pointing at one cheek versus the other. I had, you know, I always thought you know he's just an eccentric looking fella, but this episode like wow. I mean like wow. I always get drawn to his ratty facial hair. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, that I don't pay attention to his face that you know, at least his nose that much, but I didn't, I knew what you're talking about. Um, the, the one issue I'm having with Coco's character right now is how guilty he always looks and talks. Oh, yeah, he's always when he's, a, on him. when he's around Bishop, it's like he even comes off to me like he's holding in secrets and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, which he is holding a secret about his daughter and stuff like that, but. At knowing what he knows and you know, what what role he's playing with the uh, rebels and stuff, it's like he comes off looking so guilty constantly. Oh yeah, there's no doubt, and it, he's the only one. Do you think it's on purpose because they think they suspect him, and so they want to make sure they continue that kind of look? No, or do you think because, it's just his demeanor? No, because later on, when Angel is told about the conversation he overheard, like they freak. You know, I, I think I, I think it's kind of like I guess. We always call it ham-fisted or hammy. Yes. That it's just written into his character to look like this. You know what I'm saying? And to act this way, to make himself look guilty because, you know, they're, you know, yeah, looking real. for a mole. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Real. So it's like, uh, so that stuff kind of bothers me a little bit because he's such a goofy guy in all the other episodes and stuff until he gets around Bishop. And then he acts like just guilty always. Mm-hmm. So that, that bothers me a little bit because he makes himself look like the mole. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Right. Now, I do like the dialogue you have with his daughter where he's like, you know, we don't have to be your dad. I don't have to be your dad. And so on. This, you know, no, just your brother, your dad, your friend, whatever. So on. But we're going to make some deals. We're going to make, you know, like yeah. that. And I'm like, no more effing porn, you know. Yeah, no and, more porn. You know, and she's like, all right, you know. Um, but I liked, I liked all that stuff. I thought the girl, like Cash talked to us earlier. I, I thought the, the daughter pulled it off well. I think she carried pretty good. Um, there was a part or two that was like, but I don't think necessarily it was her fault. I think some of the said some of the stuff they wrote for her to do or say didn't didn't translate well for me. Um, it, it's not mostly it's not her dialogue that bugs me. It's just her like her demeanor she puts on her, her cold dead stare for everything she says. Yes, she's that's robotic. Older, she has zero emotional response, which I think they did on purpose to make it seem like oh she's never had somebody so she has no emotions. She's basically um, like psychotic in a way, you know what I'm yes. saying? But uh, I just... She has the coldest dead stare. Weird. And then for to just pull her shirt off and the show, show the bruises. marks on yeah. her. So I thought, I'm like, you should have just popped the trunk. That's the real problem you have. Not that you've been hit. Yeah. It's like... And the thing is, she's supposed to be 16 years old. Or 14? Which one is it? I think it's 16. Okay. Um, either way. Either way, it's... it's don't have a 16-year-old take her shirt off in the show. Yeah, it's so much. You know, it, it's just a... It's a little tone deaf, first yeah. off. And then the other part is like, all right, this is like... I don't know. It, it's just not necessary. You know, it could... It was. It would have been easy for her to just like pull her hair aside and she have some strangle marks. Yeah. See, that's funny you said that. There were some people on social media that were bouncing back and forth saying her her bruising was very random. Like in the weirdest spots, like one was over the breast, one was around the stomach. There was a little bit around the you know, on the neck. It, 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 nothing looked like something that was distinctive. Well, the chest looks weird. The throat and the one that's like under a ribcage looks like a punch. Right, but whatever. I, I mean, there were some people like ah, they just kind of. Again, I think a lot of people were in shock value because she just up and takes her shirt off. Right. Well, that's what they did. They have one scene with her taking her shirt off. And then they have another scene with her coming outside with Easy has his shirt off for whatever reason. Well, you know, you got to show his muscles at I, least every episode. I understand, but what I'm just saying is like, come on, guys. It, That's heavy-handed. It's just so heavy-handed. <laughs> like, And she's just eyeballing him the whole time and stuff like that. And, and Coco's like, it's never going to happen. 
You know, I'm just, I'm like, come on, man. Like all this stuff is just is cheesy to me. Yeah, yeah, and, and unnecessary. You 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 have a emotionless murderer on your hands, and she's playing it robotic like you would to somebody that doesn't have the empathy. Yeah, like she has zero concern, worry, anything like that. That she's killed a person and it's in the trunk of a vehicle. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like there's not, she's not over there freaking out. What am I gonna do? Well, how would a normal sixteen-year-old act if I've just put a screwdriver through somebody's throat and they're dead in a trunk? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like she just has this cold, dead stare. And again, all right, what kind of life has she had? What does that or so on? I get all that, but a little bit of that's like okay. But this is a nature versus nurture thing. Oh yeah, you know, it's like she wasn't born, or maybe she was born a psycho, or you know. A sociopath. <laughs> yeah. You know, she doesn't have empathy, obviously. Or that could have been, you know, nurtured or unnurtured into her because she didn't have anybody to caring about her. Right. And she was lonely and being alone and stuff. So, well, considering that she stabs another individual in the episode, I think we just we can we can pretty much typecast what kind of character she's going to be. Yeah, she's well. She's like, she has zero conscience. I, I don't. Yeah, sociopath. I mean, that's just the way it is. So. <laughs> That's it is. So we'll see. All right. But. So this is one of the big things that bothered me about the episode, just because it's just not realistic, is is that oh, we've got a body in the back of the trunk. And he's like, and they asked the obvious question, how did you get this big fella in the back of a car? Okay. Uh, man, this was a huge debate last night. Not last night when we were watching it. Um, was it two nights ago? Um Man, there are people like, well, you know, you could, if you lever, let me go ahead and tell you something. My, my wife has a 98-year-old grandfather, and he fell the other day, and I had to go over and help pick him up. And that wasn't even dead weight. And I'm a big old guy. And let me tell you, it took everything I had to get him. And he still had to help to get up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This, what do you think, 115-pound, 16-year-old yes. is going to roll a 200-pound-plus you know, trucker into the back of the Buick. I don't know. And I'm sorry. You know, I just don't see it. No way. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. There's just no way he ends up in that trunk. And then there was somebody like, well, she stabbed him while he was in the front seat. And then she just opened the door with the car pulled up right beside it. Maybe he rolled off into the trunk. And I'm like, man, you're, 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 that's a huge bridge you're asking to cross. Well, and with his door open and the trunk open and backing up to the spot, it just doesn't work. Yeah, there's, there's just, just a lot. Of, there's just, a lot of things wrong. You with can't that. get that close. I don't think and stuff. I, I, no, it's just a, a lot of this stuff is kind of silly to me. Mm-hmm. Um, to put the two guys stopping easy from yeah, stealing like, the truck and. Oh, yeah. Immediately what they call, fight what they call him? him Padre. Yeah. Or, you know, of course, got to have some kind of slang. Or Pedro or something. Yeah, something know. derogatory. Yeah, what they call it? Jose. Yeah, Jose. Um, and then they got a fight, of course. And, of course, it's the two evil white men that are doing it. Um, and then, of course, she has to stab one of them with another screwdriver, which I like this line. What is it with you and screwdrivers? Yeah. Um, that's all good and so well, I didn't kill him. You know? I just think a lot of this stuff is kind of generic. Well, I think this whole thing was played out like how you know i think we have an episode and how do we make this more interesting to lead to something more than it is and just having two people randomly show up that happen to know who this truck driver is in his truck i don't think they did or they're just saying that he thinks they're just saying it ain't your truck jose all right you know they think he's about to boost the truck that's what they think um but my thing is is i know I've seen hundreds of Latin truck drivers. Yeah, not not to that, mention, we're in Southern California. You're on the border. Right. Uh, I think there's probably Latin truck drivers down there. If not the majority. Yeah, I mean, it's very possible. So, so we're just talking about two evil racist dudes. It, pretty much. Um, and, you know, and for, it's just for them to not call the police because they're not the kind of guys that want cops involved. Right. It just was all cliche. Huh? <laughs> Dude's got a screwdriver stabbed in his back. Yeah, really. I think he's going to say he was assaulted. You think he was stealing the truck. Why wouldn't you call the cops? I was like, come on, man. I, some of the stuff they decide to get from A to B on exactly makes my brain hurt. You're right. You're absolutely right. And my eyes roll out of the back of my skull. So, of course, 
They get an angel to come over and help. Meet at the, the the pit, whatever you want to call it. They have this cool little line like, hey, Tunnel can you, of death. Can you can you take her now? You know, like I you know, your turn. Yeah, I need a break. Yeah. You know, I was laughing pretty Tag good. Out. Yeah. And so he's giving her a ride, and of course, Easy's driving the car, and a police officer sees it, Locally pulls open, over. Yeah. Uh, you know, pull, turns around and they're like, oh yeah, by the way, you know, grandma doesn't know I have that car, so it's stolen. And so, of course, easy. Now, I, I love the realism of you wait till the officer gets out of the vehicle and then you take off, you know, him just, you know, going. I was like, okay. But the, all right, so this Buick's rocking now. Easy's got some skills in the car. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I thought the chasing was solid. I liked how they did some the cinematography and like that. I did not care for how it ended. That's the only thing. Because let me tell you something. There are two parts. And my wife was sitting there watching me with it. And she laughed as much as I did. Because there are two scenes where that Buick is going over dirt. Okay. One was in the um, when they're in the, arbor, you know, the tree place. Yeah. Right? It shows him turn out of the trees. And this is dirt now. And you hear tires squeal on pavement. And I mean like loud here at squeal on I pavement. I didn't even pick it up. I mean like Alicia and I were like, Huh? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I rewound that and I was like, Aah! I was like, no, 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 they did not just do that. Uh, and sure enough, I was like, I re- I'm like, I rewind this whole thing. And sure enough, there was another part where they threw in the, the asphalt squealing tire, tire squealing on the dirt. You know, I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> it was, oh my God, it was bad. Oh no. So, like I said, you missed it. So, I mean, it's, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's not, it's, it's just, it would just made my ass laugh because I was like, all right, no. Yeah. Okay. So, Cash brought this to a point. I'll give him credit on this. They get into this corn stalks. You know, they're able to run this officer into uh, the water valve. Okay. Yeah. He pulls over next to another one, throws the hose into the cab of the car, turns the water on and runs. Okay. Now, I immediately do that. I'm like, okay, so he's doing this to cleanse the car of fingerprints. And just like Cash thought and just like I thought, I was like, well, what about them prints all over the trunk? And, you know, the prints all inside the, the car. Outside and, of the vehicle. You know, and on the, on the door handle you closed and everywhere else the mirror you adjusted and you know this i mean come on you know what i'm saying they literally even zoomed in on him pulling the door handles right so i'm like what are we doing here guys Uh, so for them to have the the mindset afterwards like we're clear just baffles me oh not to mention he's only uh 30 yards from the car inside the corn yeah now i did like, like the aerial shot that was pretty cool of him hiding in there and the, the camera zooming up it's I thought cool. that was cool as hell the, the really cool shot was him coming underneath the overpass yes with the cars going by and so i almost thought it was cg at first but it was actually just a really clean hd camera angle of it and stuff like that um yeah i, I thought most of this was cool it's just some of it's like come on dude it's 2018 we Fingerprint technology and all this stuff. Come I mean, on, man. Hey, while you were hooked up, you watched CSI. That's been you. out since 2000. They'll get you. And I wish he uh, wouldn't have put his win- driver's side window down you know, where the water's going to leak out right there. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been cool if he filled it up. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, I was like, to me, I was like, oh, don't. Mo- most of this, I have no, no bitching to do about it. I just, little stuff that it happens in everything. Yeah. It's not just We can always show. find a mistake. This happens in a lot of shows. It was cool to see it. I always wonder where guys get driving skill from, especially somebody that went from being in high school. Stanford potential. Stanford to- potential to prison, only to come out. It's still a prospect, so he hasn't been out very long. Right. But he has skills behind the wheel. He does. Now, I am happy to say it seems like I am right, that I guessed it, that the guy he's chasing with the gun is the one that maybe killed his mother in yes, the deli. Definitely, yes. Uh, so I, I was pumping my fist there. I, I will take complete credit from both of you, even though Cash is not here, which I wish you would love. But anyway. I don't think I ever disagreed with you. <laughs> <laughs> trying to own the moment here. Anyway, um, so we get that little tidbit. Um, you see he's got a gun. You see that he's looking for this sticker. We have Seagal vision of the Wildcats. But he hits a car that doesn't have the sticker. If you look at the back glass of this car and everything like that, I didn't see a sticker. So I don't know if he's like just seeing red and not realizing or something. I don't know. But whatever, you know. Now it makes more sense now that what how it led how it led to the situation. We'll see how it the rest of the flashback comes probably next episode or whatever, but there's no doubt. There's no doubt there. But um all right, well you wanna go move over to the Adelita stuff or Neglinda? 
uh, that's the rest of it, right? So, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm trying to think. We had a, we had a couple like minor things. Like I said, Bishop saying stay on Coco and Angel for a couple more weeks. Yeah, and like Bishop's talking to Chucky about you know who this and who's that and yeah. family, and Chucky's not really ratting, but he, that of course Prospect's <laughs> able to hear this and yeah. realize that. You know we're we're being we're in trouble. Yeah. Um. So I mean I get all that. Um. And Angel goes to see Aunt Alita after all that stuff. He wants to know. He wants to, he be wants a part to know of everything. Correct. So what we still don't know what that is yet. Though. Yeah. No, they still haven't shown us. She is getting a bunch of money donated from all these people. It looks like. Yeah. Well, did she sell the dope? Did she, I mean like that fifty k? Was that for part of the dope? No. 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 Remember the ex military guys are buying or selling the dope. And paying her for it. This was something else. This was her like regions of yeah, people donations that were, I guess, donating money in or or giving money to for some cause that she's trying to. Okay. Do. Yeah, it's not real real clear, but I get that. And so, all right, she's writing down the coordinates on this map or this piece of paper in the beginning. To me, I immediately said, "This is too easy." Yeah. No. I. I, I mean, I, I caught this immediately. Thing. And the reason I, I say that mostly is because she makes that phone call and she says, I know everything, you know, and it's like all this stuff just adds up and adds up and stuff like they're aware the kid is there and, and is doing something. She left a, just a simple, you know, a piece of paper laying there with the most important information there is on it. Here's the thing about it. She wrote those coordinates and they were some long coordinates. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Not the easiest to remember, um, but she did. And well, he wrote them down, but yeah. And so the reality of it is, is that of course he's in the tent, you know, yes, I mean, there was, like I said, not so much heavy handed, but I think they were just letting us know you, you needed the, you needed the foundation before they built this house. Yeah. And so they set this whole plan in motion. They contact Galindo. Now the part I did have a part of this is, is that is anybody else struggling with the idea that Emily is just so in deep now and making decisions immediately? I mean, she's talking to the advisor, like this is how we're going to roll. You know what I mean? Like, I, are I you getting that vibe? I didn't see that this episode. You know, what we got was, they have made up. They have made up. Even oh, yeah. They were, before they find out about the, they're getting their son back. They have made up after the, the brutal sex scene from last week. Um, <laughs> that now they're they're good. They're right. talking to each other again. And now she's looking into the deals and stuff. And she doesn't seem like she's trying to call any shots, but just wants well, to know whether or not they can pull out and, of the deal and everything. I don't know. To me, it seemed like it was a, it's a touch much of her. Being involved. It's just quick. It's very. So, um, but, you know, we don't know. We still don't really know how long they've been together. So with that, like, she's yeah, been around I, long enough. The call comes in, you know, you come across the border alone. Seven million pesos. Seven million. Um, and the kid, you know, and wait. And of course, you get a phone call after he waits a long period of time uh, and grabs the, you know, the kids in the back of a car. You know what I mean? Sure, of course. He goes gets the kid, and he's very, you know, excited. Wraps him up in the blanket. Now, I didn't see the blanket thing, but I did not see that coming. Honestly, no bullshit. I thought there was gonna be a car bomb. It was gonna waste them both, and it was gonna turn Emily into a monster. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I just I, I, I thought Glinda was gonna die right here. I didn't think so because I think Glinda's got to fall for the rebellion to have, you know, a a success. Does that make sense? Just b- car bombing the you know the head guy, you know, that doesn't end the cartel. You know what I mean? That just means the next one comes up. Do we think the the rebels and the cartel stuff continues after this season? Do I say I hope not? I hope not. Yeah, like because I mean, I, what I did like about God, I hate compared to Sons of Anarchy is is that we moved on to something different as the antagonist of the season. New antagonist, season by season, and. uh or even if the antagonist was within the club battle. Correct. That's still fine. Well, I think they introduced a new antagonist. Well, obviously. You but know, at I'm, the end, you know. But I'm just saying, um, I have a feeling after this season's over, I'm going to have my fill of the cartel stuff. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't see how Emily maintains a character going into season two, three, and so on, unless the cartel stuff is over. Or, or she's out of it. That's the thing. I think Emily, 
becomes the new Terra in a way because remember Terra was out in a way, right? And she was pulled into the club for Jackson having another kid. And but I don't want that to happen again. I don't either. But I, I dare I say that that the Emily and Galindo and all that stuff needs to go away. I, I, don't, I mean, I don't want you know. I, yeah, I mean, I, I hate to lose the actress that are so on, but. If she leaves that and then becomes basically Easy's woman, it's like Terra 2.0. I, I agree. I agree completely. That's why I almost feel like they're heading in a direction more of Emily taking over. You know what I'm saying? Good Lord. Which would, I think, would be terrible. It would be awful. And I just don't think it's realistic. And I don't, I don't either. And I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm concerned because... The club stuff is so tied in with the rebel situation, and it's a clear split. It's like four on this side and four on this side. You got to choose sides, right? And the thing is, though, it's not like Bishop is going to be. I'm talking about by the rest of them. Think about Alvarez. Oh, oh yeah. Think about the rest of the club. They're not going to side with Angel and them. No, because they went outside what club, what we expected of the club. Right. So you tell me how. There's a future for the club led by Angel and Coco and them. How is it even possible? I mean, is this even going to be a Mayans show after this? I mean, like, what do they do? That's a great question. It's going to be very interesting to see where they go with this. I mean, we got a little off topic here. I mean, Glendo gets his, the son back. He does. And then, of course, back. it gets pulled by the border agent. And you could tell the female border agent that comes and gets her. It was part of the rebellion. It's part of the rebellion, obviously. And, of course, they they immediately know to cut into the blanket. And, you know, there's dope there. And I want my attorney, you know. And, yeah. And the whole nine yards. And so I, I just – all right, my wife said this, and I want to know your opinion. She, was, she said, if you're the head of the effing cartel – why is it just them four standing out there and no one else? What do you mean them four? Well, Galindo's inside the room because he's just been busted with dope. And it's Emily, his mother, and the advisor. That's it. I don't know. You know I'm, what I'm saying? I, I get it that he spent all the, he sent Nestor and all those guys to the to the location, but still, it's you're not the his whole kill team. Exactly, it shouldn't be at least. This is the head of the cartel. I know I've harped on this several episodes, but why is the wife and them not to have protection out there? I mean, this yeah, it just not, it, it just seems so thin. I don't get it. You come alone, yet the four of them are over there. What's well, the thing? Is, <laughs> you know, I mean. You can come alone. He came across the border alone. But the other ones should be surrounded by black suits. You know? Yeah, exactly. There should be cars everywhere. Um, because this is a major moment. His life is in danger. The baby's life's in danger. Yeah, he kisses everybody goodbye like it's possible exactly. he could die on the other side. To me, that's what my wife and I were just looking at each other like, the advisor all them. I mean, like, this is an opportunity that you separated the head guy from the other half. Yeah. Of things that are important to him. I mean, like there were so many opportunities for the scene that were so good. I just was like, okay, we're missing this part that makes it seem like this is the real cartel. If that makes sense. And how long was this baby sitting in this hot car? Yeah, really, because he made it seem like he was sitting out there for hours. I don't approve if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so you see a shot of Galindo sitting, you know, sweating in a jail cell. Um, and to me, that's another thing, like. Do you think the criminals on the border would know what Glendo looks like? Do you think border agents would really, you know, arrest the head of a cartel? My my thing is, yeah, is that is you realize who you're 90, effing with? Ninety percent of you know people in this area are, are in fear of the cartel. And they don't show that anymore. No. You know, he's just like another guy. Yeah, kind of in a way. Suit. When, when, when you watch a lot of shows and, or movies that you really like and you like the, the cartel lead character and stuff like that, they walk around with a swagger of untouchableness. Of untouchable, invincible. Like, and do you realize you just say the wrong words to me? And your family's gone. Your family tree is uprooted. Like you'll be 
wipe from Erased. the map. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So anytime you see people like, you know, slinging their balls around near them and stuff like that, it's like, <laughs> give me the blanket, you know, yeah. hand them over, you know, all that, any, any of that kind of crap. I'm like, y'all are taking all of your lives in your own hands. Exactly. As far as I'm concerned. But that's just not the character they've created. They have not. He's man. kind of meek in in those kind of ways. They try to make him seem mean as hell when he's like slaughter all of them as soon as I have my child in my hands, which is fine. I think that's that's cool. Um, but that's what um, the cartel leader should do. Exactly. That but, fits what you are. But they play fast and loose with this character, man, with him they. having empathy and then slaughter everyone. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's like a a, a wavy balance they're trying to keep and i, I don't know um i'm sorry it, it, it just it's it doesn't match I, I mean when you think about every good show and every good me, movie that has a cartel element that's that carries the weight and this one doesn't it's it's borderline we just don't feel any fear no like glendo who cares you know, that's what it feels like. You know, yeah. I just, I mean, to me, it's like when you, if somebody does something wrong and disrespect you, you five, five bodies hanging on a, on the on an overpass because they, they did something wrong and that's his family. You know what I'm saying? Like people realize you just don't, don't, don't you dare mess with the cartel. The taco truck driver. Right. He's burned with his son in the middle of the street. An example of, you know, uh, to me, that the, should be the way he plays most of the time. Right. Like you said a second ago, he can look at both border patrols and goes, I want my attorney and I hope you know what you're doing. Yeah. Because I know what this is. Please, before this continues. Consider your families. Consider everything. The mistake, that you're about to say. You know. You're about to do. Yeah, I don't walk out of here with my son. This could be your last moments. <laughs> I mean, well, it should have been like, please think wisely about what you're about to do. You know. And decisions you make. I need to leave with my son. that right there would make that scene carry like he's the effing cartel leader and you better respect who I am this is not even a cartel leader but it's just a guy that's so terrifying anyway but no country for old men it's so simple you know when he walked into that gas station or whatever like that and he just looks at that guy and he goes what's the most you ever lost in a coin toss you know Mm -hmm. and that guy's like well I need to know the stakes and stuff you know (laughs) That's but that guy's shitting his britches because he realized he's this is serious. That is a horrific human being, correct? Like terrifying human being, and I you feel it, you yeah. feel it. The man. tension is there. You, you're making a life decision it, just in a look. He's terrifying, and you just don't get that with Galindo. No. He's too clean. Not he's too clean. like. Well, he doesn't even have the dialogue to even translate it. So. I, it's like it's like I, I know what you were going for, but yeah. I don't feel I don't feel wah, any fear. Wah, wah. Um, and, and of course, the coordinates were were phonies to a a building within um, eyesight, within view of the binoculars to see him go there to prove to them that they knew who the the rat was. Yeah, we knew the mole, the little boy. Dude, how we, brutal to see the girl just shove him off into the windows. Okay. Nasty. <laughs> I mean, was- all this was good. I love what she said. We would have loved you. Like, yeah, it was old man. And she, you know, then um, Minnie Mouse or Mouse is what they yeah, call Mouse, her, or whatever. Yeah. You know, she's like, "You lied to me. I thought you were my friend." And then shoves him, and I was like, well, "This is dark, but this is awesome." Yeah, you know, this is good stuff. Up until they show his body on the glass. And, and his, his arm is CGR is turned the wrong way. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> With this red line going across it, and then it's like folded in some strange direction. Let me go ahead and tell you, this kid doesn't fall more than three stories. No, it's twenty feet tops, and he hit some some glass. Fine. He hit some window pane, you know, like that. He did not have you broken don't limbs. Deform your body <laughs> on that. From something that, first off, gives. Yeah. It gives. Yeah, his now, arm was like he fell from sixty feet. If he had landed on a concrete pillar, you know, that would have folded him like a lawn chair the wrong way. Yeah. Fine, but he wouldn't have done his arm that way. He landed on a pile of glass. 
He would just fall on the glass. <laughs> Why is his arm? He's a pretzel man. <laughs> I mean, I, I was horrified at the scene. Yeah. You know, it was all so good. Yeah. I mean, you and take then, his arm away. This was a brutal. You take his I'm going to tell you that Adelita is more of a cartel leader. That's what I was going to ask you about. <laughs> okay. How many people has Adelita killed? Mm. I think she's had to do what she's got to do. I mean, you think about it. Her kill squad is taking care of business like it's supposed to. Her I'm just own kid just takes out other kids. <laughs> I mean, you got the cartel. We've seen them kill four people the big Samoan, the father and son. That's three. And the nun. And the nun, which we didn't get to see that, but yeah, we know they killed well, him. We know his, uh, whatever right. his name. But Adelita's crew has come in and killed federales, investigators. I mean, Anybody mowing them down. Close. Anybody gets close. Or, or causes then, the problem. And then when you find out you're the mole, <laughs> I am you. Take a sh- short walk of a, <laughs> or a long cliff. walk of a short bridge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, she I mean to up, me, she's, she's the more, scarier one. Now. She is. She is. Uh, I'm with you, man. I'm 100. Uh, so what I'm asking though is, okay, she's not a drug cartel killing people because they're, you know, messing up the drug trade. But she is killing people. She's taking care of business. Rebellion I'm, has I'm, casualties. I'm not hating on her. I'm just saying, you know. Uh, she's going about a, some some eye for an eye business here. Yeah, I know um, that. I don't think she's a she's not a baby murderer. I don't think she wasn't going to kill. No, she wasn't going to uh, um, kill the baby or nothing like that. But throwing this little, you know, twelve year old kid off a rooftop, maybe nine, ten year old kid even. Uh, it was pretty brutal. That's pretty brutal stuff. It was pretty freaking brutal. Not as brutal as the CG arm, but pretty brutal. <laughs> I just what in the world? <laughs> yeah, okay. So unnecessary. you know, I'm gonna pull back back up and screenshot that and put it on Facebook. It's like, oh, your arm shouldn't do that right there. <laughs> it's just so not good. Uh, yeah, I um, know. <laughs> that's and that's the the, the what the show has given me a lot is like, God, they give me eighty ninety percent of something good only to just take a wet, wet dump on it <laughs> with some just ridiculous thing, you know. Mm. Um, it's reminded me of another show we have to podcast soon, but I, I just, you know, overall the episode was pretty solid. You know, did we move the needle much again? A little, a little, the Galindo stuff is huge because if he actually does have to stay in jail over the border, you know, then that's a problem. No, there's you no know, doubt. Somebody's going to run things from the other side. You know what I mean? And thus creates dissension and... Well, there's going to cause... Second guessing. The beef between Emily and the advisor guy. Correct. God, why don't we know his name? I know it, man. (laughs) That's so weird. (laughs) Can you name a new biker yet? No. (laughs) No. I know it, man. I know Chucky better than I know any of these people. Yeah, well, we've got years of Chucky, you know. Uh, But I'm just saying, you know, once again, the episode's fine. That's unfortunate. That's like how this whole season's gone for me. It's fine. Yeah. I, if it would just clean up some minor details, stay away from a few cliche things. Oh my God. Th- a lot of cliche things. This, it would, we would teeter towards a really solid FX show. Really, really solid. Kurt Sutter has made wonderful shows, excellent <laughs> shows, like beloved shows. Um, I've never watched a single episode of The Shield. And that's the one of the best ones ever. But I know people adore the show. Dude, and I've the seen Shield every was the episode. Beginning. The of, Shield was yeah. the beginning. I've seen every one of Sons Anarchy. People, I love it. I loved it. He is more than capable of creating excellent shows. This is not meeting his potential, in my opinion. It's just a slow burn, in my opinion. That's how I describe it. The burn is there. It's just slow. I think people, you got to understand. I think it goes back to the whole deal of is that this. You see bikers, you see this. You want uh, you want to feel like you're watching Jax Teller, Chibs, and all of them like that, and so on. And we're not there yet. We're just not. I understand that. But six episodes in, we're 
you feel like you should be farther along in the episode, not farther along in the attachment to characters. In the attachment, that's the uh, thing, right? And so on. Further along in the attachment, I am not remotely attached at all to anybody. Yeah, you know, I think there's like bottom there's line good is stuff with if somebody people. died to, in the next episode, one of the people that we've been seeing the most of like that, how devastated would you be? I'm not going to be devastated for anybody. Exactly. That's the that's my point. But what will be devastating would be is if they were to kill off one of the characters that I find enjoyable. Yeah. Right now, the only the show would be dead to me if they killed Angel off next episode. If Angel dies this whole season, just yeah. throw it down the toilet as far as I'm Exactly. Saying. So to me right now, Angel's the number one character. Well, he, he fits the bill better than anybody else. Right. And the dialogue and the stuff they give him, I love. Minus his gangster walk. Which has gone away. Yes, thank Jesus. Mostly. You know, <laughs> he's got a little limp to him, but not like that. I don't know. I, I just... You, you cannot come into a show without expectations. There's no way you can. Especially you're, you're, when it's a continuation of something you've already been watching for six years. You're a human being. You're going right. to come into it. It's like, I'm a massive fan of the original Predator movie. And Predator 2. Yeah, when, Every when they're good. <laughs> other movie that they've come out with Predator stuff, it's like you have the expectation and weight of the original movies weighing on you. Correct. There's nothing you can do about that. And anybody that goes to see them is going to compare them to those. Yeah. I so wish. every Sutter show since The Shield was going to be compared to The Shield. And I don't remember what he had between The Shield and Sons of Anarchy. But he, well, he had... It was Shield, Sons of Anarchy, Bastard Executioner, um, and now we're on to Mayans. Mayans. Those are his series of FX shows, right? And people would probably argue which is better, Shield or Sons of Anarchy. Like I said, I've never seen Shield. I know people love it, so it's like fine. I don't know which one they would say was better. Ooh, Vic Mackey versus Jax Teller. <laughs> okay, well you're talking about Vic Mackey, but I mean there was other characters in the Shield too that you you. Well, liked. Here, here's the thing you need to understand is is that. Any true Sutter file, I love to put that out there. Anybody who's true to Sutter is that you need to understand is that Sons of Anarchy plucked the best from the shield, which was the original, no. over to it to make it what it is. He's very loyal, it would appear. Oh, my gosh. To his actors. I am, yeah, I'm just waiting until we see these guys show up in the new series now. No, I mean, we didn't even talk about it yet, but final uh, scene. Oh, uh, yeah. What was it? Lincoln Potter's his name is the DA. Yeah. Um, um, you know, of course, this is post. Sons of Anarchy, so this is him back, um, which he was a <laughs> terrible person in Sons of Anarchy. Awful. Um, so This was not one of the characters I wanted to see come back. This was one of the biggest surprises to see him come and play. I don't see how he even – like they're going to have to do a really big bridge and do it well for him to be able to see why he's in this mix. Because his entire thing was a Rico case on the Sons of Anarchy. You know what I mean? And so – but his Rico case was messing with the other cases, and that's why his got thrown out, right? Correct. So I'm very curious to see how he, how you know, his form of justice is going to fit into this mix. But now we got DEA and FBI are going to clash again. Oh yeah, it, again. But see, it's repeating. It's recycling. You know, massively recycling. That's why I said Emily can't just go and be Easy's. Woman, it can't be Terror 2.0. But Jesus, don't let her be boss to the cartel either. No, I don't think she has a lot of options. Yeah, but can't you easily see how a cliche would make it Adelita versus Emily? Oh, yeah. yeah. So easily. Train wreck. <laughs> Train wreck. I got to throw up my mouth a little bit. It's awful. I just Because Adelita, Adelita carries, Emily doesn't. It just doesn't work that it, way. Like I said, it all comes back to everyone has expectations. Correct. I am coming off of the last thing I watched of Sutter, which was Sons of Anarchy. Y'all watched Bass Executioner. You didn't hate it, apparently, but it wasn't. No, I'll tell anybody, and everybody knows it. The first two or three episodes of Bass Executioner, I was dogging it. I thought he tried to go way too far one way, some CG stuff. But by the time he got to the third and fourth episode and everything gelled together, it turned into one of my favorite series. I hated it only lasted for one season. But the problem was is that he went completely unique. You know, he... He created that in the era of when Game of Thrones was just getting super, super hot. He can't. Now, you can't. Now, now you're facing the expectations of competing with the best show on television. Correct. And so you do that, and he was trying to do his own form. And sadly, 
he the characters he chose to bring back from Sons of Anarchy and other shows that he's done, he put them in places that didn't work. Um, you well, know, the, the biggest the biggest thing Bill from True Blood being the bad. Yeah. He's not intimidating yeah. nor scary in yeah, any form that of lack and then nothing against Katie Seagal, but she had no business playing the witch. Uh, you know, the whatever you want to call it, because the, the wig they gave her and yeah. all that stuff, it just didn't work. Yeah. And so it struggled with those parts. Now, I love the new lead. I love some of the other guys they put in there. The guy from the Americans they brought in, and he yeah. was in there and did great. Um, I love I love the the maps on the skin and everything they did with it. Like All that really cool, intriguing stuff that you could tell was awesome. Even Ed Sheeran did a good part in the, in the movie, in the show. And so if you can put Ed Sheeran in there and does a decent job, all right, you've, you've done something well. Um, and of course, Sutter was in the movie himself, you know, it was a, yeah. it was a Templar night. So, I mean, like it was great. All, all that stuff was great. He just, some of the, the chess pieces that he put in place didn't gel well. And I think the audience just didn't, it just couldn't go with it. Again, it was competing with Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones and Vikings. Yeah. You know, there's just, it was different world and Outlander. True. Okay. I mean, that's not the one I watch, but period piece. Correct. I don't know. Especially in any kind of like medieval battle-ish time and stuff like that. I think I mean, if Bastard a... Executioner had been given a second season, it would actually increase its viewership because it was steadily growing. It just didn't have the high enough numbers, as far as I could tell, to yeah. maintain it. It was unfortunate. but Whatever. If you right. have never seen S.H.I.E.L.D., if you're, if you're watching Sutter and you've never seen S.H.I.E.L.D., um, I dare to say it is one of the top five, maybe top ten TV series of all time ever created. And it was what put FX on the map for the ones that went ahead and became a, past the, the normal line of acceptability of television. It was the lead series to do it. They were one is, of the originals to actually allow certain this, types of violence. Yeah, this and, shield was the first one to allow a like a, a true gruesome murder, an actual showing of rape, um, true nudity, sex scenes on a you know a regular cable television. Yeah. Well, you know this was the first one to blur those lines without it being a page uh, channel um, and pave the way for others to do it. You know what, what's crazy is there is no blurred lines. Cable television is allowed to do whatever the hell they want. Correct. FX, the History Channel, AMC, all these channels. If it's a paid channel, they can say what they want. They can show what they want. They can do whatever they want. The only reason they don't is for advertising. Correct. And that is it. Now, you see, and because of things like Deadpool and Logan, R-rated is what people want. Because R-rated is the realest version of anything you're ever going to get. Yeah. Anytime you water it down in any form or fashion, everyone can tell. Oh yeah, you know. Like, now, not every story is a rated R story. Exactly. But if it's a rated R story that you try to make PG thirteen, a great example, an absolute great example. I know you hadn't seen, maybe you hadn't seen it. Venom. It Venom. Yeah. Okay. Venom just came out. Almost two hours of movie. They cut it forty one minutes of a way, and they made it. They cut it down to where it turned to PG thirteen. And that's what absolutely hurt the movie. Now, it's killing at the box office, but you know anybody who's a true comic book person or who enjoys realism and this, that, or so on, Venom deserved to be a rated R movie. And if it had been, it would be even bigger box office. Right. I feel like Mayans is trying with certain violence they're showing. The problem is all their violence is CG, and they just throw the F-bomb in like constantly, like to just be like, yeah, we push the limits, we push the limits and stuff like that. Right. And I'm like, okay, I'm fine with it. Like I have no problem with the F word. I cuss like a sailor, but I'm just saying, eh, you know, like that's right. all you got. Like don't, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm like, just show me something. Show me something original and new, not just, hey, we say cuss words. You know right. what I'm saying? Like it's just not enough Well, you think me. about it, the best parts of the series so far are the things we don't never expect. You know, like the Kill Squad for Adelita. Um, Pop. Pops and things he's doing. and These are things that are new, original, we've never seen before. And those are the best parts of the show and stuff. So I'm waiting to get some of those things that involve... The problem is 90% of the show is cliche. Even some of the good stuff is still 
It's been there, done new, that. been there, done it, seen it thousand times, you know? Right. And it's going to be tough, man, when you're doing a biker show like this. Is it? <laughs> well, it's going to be hard not to tread on Sons of Anarchy ground. Exactly. Like, and, but the thing is, it's a Sons of Anarchy spinoff. So tread on it. But tread in, you know, in areas where, you know, it's not beaten down to a pole. Absolutely. Absolutely. Guys, as always, you know, if you want to talk with us and so on, we get emails, we do Facebook, we do all that social media, Twitter, it's all Bleed TV podcast, uh, at Gmail, on Twitter, on um, on Facebook, and the whole nine yards. We're on Spotify, YouTube, if you hadn't got a chance. Um, you know, and you're listening to us, we really appreciate it. Uh, if you've had a chance to uh, listen to us several times and you enjoy the pod, you know, we always appreciate it if you have an opportunity to go to iTunes or your favorite podcast app and give us a positive rating. It really, really helps us and helps promote the show. Um, but I think we're just going to call it a night on this one. Uh, we really, like I said, I know some things we talk about seem pretty heavy handed or, you know, some negative, this or so on, but the show is good. We do enjoy it. Um, I guess it's just come down to the bottom line is, is that we, we have high expectations for Sutter <clears throat> because of what we've seen in the past. And we're hoping we reach that, you know, and I hate that six episodes in, we feel like we're still thirsting for something more, but that's just the way we feel. And, um, but I feel like next four episodes, I feel like things are going to start to materialize. Um, and we're going to get that satisfying taste at the end. Has Mayans been given a second season? Yes, it has already been approved for a second season. Okay. All right. So uh, that's big news, and uh, we're excited for it. So as always, guys, uh, never hesitate to talk and, uh, and let us know. But uh, we're going to call it a night. This is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. I'm Dick. We'll see you all next week.